more human to workplaces around the world, helping you bring out the best in yourself and your life. This is Humans Across Hemispheres with Claude Silver and Mark LeBusque. Hey, welcome everyone to the first Humans Across Hemispheres podcast. I'm Mark LeBusque and I've got with me the amazing Claude Silver from um, all the way from New York City. Hi there, Claude. Hey, Mark. How's it going? Yeah, going really well. Hey, I just thought before we got into this great topic today of purpose, just talk a bit about why, why Humans Across Hemispheres and, and sort of how we've connected. And, yeah. um, you know, what's the theme behind this? So maybe you could just lead off there. Well, Mark and I met on a wonderful platform called LinkedIn, which I have found more and more these days to be uh, a very like-minded individuals. It's a great pool um, where I think we all coach one another, quite frankly, those of us that have found each other in this tribe. And really, really our main purpose is bringing the humanity and the human back into the workplace. You know, humans across hemispheres is there because... This is something that's not just in Australia or the US or wherever. It's a very um, important thing right across the globe. Yeah, absolutely. I I think there are many of us that are wanting to see a change. And as you have said before, the change needs to happen now. And we can't just be innocent bystanders like wishing and hoping and praying. We've got to get in there. And um, this is my passion. I know it's a passion of yours and many, many other people across the globe. Yeah, so we're going to um, thank you very much. We're going to keep this pretty real. And the topic we've picked for today, I think, is an incredible topic, which is the one around purpose. And, um, you know, what is it for individuals? What is it about teams and organisations that are successful when they are really clear on on their purpose? So I wanted to um, start with you just sharing a little bit about what does purpose mean to you? So purpose, personally, to me, means that I am on track that I am living I am living my life uh, with integrity I am um, uh, my life is based around a mission I want to uh, be of service and I am tracking that the entire way I'm not falling out of integrity I'm not all of a sudden uh, changing my stripes what you see is what you get and so my purpose is very much to be of joyful service uh, I'm an emotional optimist it comes across pretty much in everything I do out of every pore of my, of my, uh, you know, my body. And, um, and so purpose really means like staying true to me, staying true to the real depths of what I know I'm all about. And so for example, I would not be a great baseball player. That is not my purpose. However, if my purpose is to be of service and to facilitate growth and change, which it is, then I would probably be a very good coach of a baseball team, assuming I knew, you know, the rules of baseball. So uh, that's what purpose means to me. Um, quite frankly, it's just it's staying on track and keeping it real. How about you? Yeah, fantastic. Look, um, very, very similar. And I think again around our this sort of connection we've made is it's it is about every day reminding myself that why I turn up to do what I do, and you know. Um, just recently, I've shared minds around making every human belong. And, and you know, so every day I have to just check in with myself and um, to say, what have I done today to live that purpose? Um, when at times have I looked to maybe deviate from that? And then how do I remind myself 
to, to get back on track because um, this is about authenticity. It's about turning up every day with something that's really, really um, important to you, that's meaningful. And, and I love the words you used before. It's about serving others. So, you know, a lot of people think about purpose in respect and what does it mean for them? But I think my purpose is about um, what can I do for other human beings in order to make them feel like they belong? Yeah. Really powerful thing. Mark, you just had a great post and a very, very poignant post the other day about your father and the loss of your father. And, and that really, uh, for me, was all around belonging and what it's like for someone not to belong in this world. Because for those people that, uh, that don't feel that deep sense of connection and that rootedness to another person or to a tribe, um, it can be really lonely. Just to go on a tangent today, I had to uh, let someone go on my team. Really, really hard to do. It's hard to let anyone go. Um, and really hard to let this person go because she is a, she's full of heart. But it was time, uh, she just wasn't, the performance wasn't there. And the most important thing I could do, aside from saying a quick mantra before she walked in the room, just to like make sure that I was going to be of grace and, and, as, and as generous I could be, uh, was to make sure that once she sat in the room and the entire 15 minutes, that I was at least holding her in a place of connection. You're still with me. Even though you're not going to be here, we're still going to take care of you. We're going to help you find a job you know, you have roots here, you'll get a ref, those types of things, I think, um, has nothing to do with losing someone close to you, but it's, uh, it's, it's applicable in terms of the workforce. Absolutely. Look, and I think you make a really good point here, which I think the listeners um, should, should be thinking about themselves, is this work around purpose and this work around being human is not all kumbaya and, and hugging each other. And we always hear about this is soft <laughs> and warm and fuzzy. This work on purpose and the human stuff and connection and belonging is messy and clunky and hard work to do. Um, that leads me into sort of point two is your own purpose, um, Claude. Love to get you to share with the listeners around, you know, what was the process for you to, to land on purpose? <laughs> Gosh, my purpose. I mean, my, my process is so not textbook. Uh, at a very young age, I knew that I wanted to be a giver. I knew that I was, uh, I, I, look, I wanted to be a philanthropist. And then I found out that you had to have loads and loads and loads of money to be a philanthropist. But the idea of being of service and providing uh, is the root of that. Yeah. And um, I, I ended up in my entire uh, teenage life being very much a coach to people, very much a mentor. Um, and very much, you know, um, you know, if I was, I was captain of the soccer team, captain of the tennis team. Like I was always, I'm, I root for people. I mean, I hold my hands up. I'm like, I want to hold you. And, um, I knew I wanted to get into psychology and psychotherapy and so forth and so on. Roundabout way, uh, I took an incredible class, um, called addiction and codependency and, uh, was at Prescott college. And in that class, we, were asked to create a mission statement. We had to go through roundabout kind of exercises to do that. And I landed on this mission statement, which is the bones of my purpose, which is to facilitate growth and change with people. Now, that was when I was 24, 20 odd years later, it's to facilitate growth and change with people, teams, and companies. 
So I'm still, that's that thread that's still in my life 20 odd years later. And um, so that's the way I, I found it. As I uh, meandered through life, I always came, I'm, I, if I checked in with myself, whether or not I was teaching people how to surf or I was, uh, run, I was uh, running teams, I ran a grocery store, I mean, you know, managing teams, I've always been that facilitator and, um, and holding people, holding space for people and really pushing people beyond that block that's in front of them, that natural limiting, like, I can't do this. It sounds like an amazing process, but I've got to ask you the question, it must have been, it's got to be messy along the way. Can you share with the listeners about the messiness <laughs> of purpose? Oh, my God, Mark. Uh, yes. I, I, I wasn't a successful student in terms of academics. So uh, athletics is how I got my confidence when you're not a successful student, and in those days, in the 80s, and probably very, very similar to now, like, there's kind of like a scarlet letter on you. And the scarlet letter that I put on me was that I was stupid, that I was dumb. Uh, it, I swear to you, I mean, on my honor, I, it, took me, it took me a very long time to realize that I wasn't dumb. And so that's how messy that is. So I knew that I was of service. And I always knew that that was the thing that was bringing me happiness and joy. Always. But I still had the shroud of feeling just not worthy. Yeah. It's this crazy human condition we have around hearing bad news first and loudest, regardless of whether it's externally or in, and internally is the big one. And just for the listeners to think about that is carrying a story like that, which is messy, you've still been able to, over that period of time, um, stick true to your purpose, believe in the service you wanted to provide. And, you know, then I guess share a little bit now then around um, how that feels for you today when you are right on purpose. So... It feels perfect in that I don't ever, ever question what I'm doing. I might, and I, that doesn't mean I don't second guess an idea. That's not what I mean. I don't ever question that I'm in the right space right now. I'm the chief heart officer of an incredible advertising agency that's global. It has 800 people. I work day to day with Gary Vaynerchuk. Uh, that is exactly where I'm supposed to be. I'm supposed to be speaking to people like you. I'm supposed, supposed to be going and having wonderful conversations with like-minded individuals or corporations to talk about their culture. I, I never question, it, did I put on the right mask today? Yeah, yeah. Because there isn't a mask. That's the thing. And so very similarly to the sentence, what you see is what you get, that, that's really how I live my life. There is no facade here. And I'm messy. I am not perfect. I stumble on words. I misspell. I'm dyslexic. I, whatever. But I'm still living my purpose. And that is what excites me every single day. And when I'm with people having a conversation, whether or not it's with you and looking at your smile, seeing like you get it, whether or not, where to, if I'm coaching someone in the, um, at the office, I get that feeling of connection. And I feel it tingle in my arms. Mm. I know I'm doing that. I know I'm doing the right thing, not only for Claude, but I know I'm doing the right thing for others and hopefully, hopefully uh, for the greater good. Fantastic. Thank you very much for, for sharing that. 
just, I guess, from my perspective, um, the messiness of purpose for me would be, I'd say I'd give it, I'd give it two parts to my career. Early on, the purpose for me was around self-service. There was no doubt about that. Even though I trained as a school teacher and I, I, I've had this 25-year circle or this loop where I've come back to, to the passion for um, helping others to learn. Early days as a manager, I was actually quite a rotten manager, a bad manager. Um, I was doing terrible things to other human beings in order to make myself look good. And I got a chance just to sit and reflect and think about why is it that I love to spring out of bed today and go and do the work I get to do? And it's because I have a great sense of helping other people to belong. And, you know, as you said before, it's just feel, it feels right to me. I love that siren in the background. That is it's going to be amazing on the podcast. We love that. Um, that's New York. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's absolutely New York. Um, and the thing for me is that, you know, as you said, it feels right. It feels like I'm doing exactly what I should be doing now, talking to another amazing human being halfway across the world who understands the importance of purpose. So every time we speak for the next 24 hours, I'm just buzzing around going, this is how it should be. Um, And I'm hoping that I'm creating a sense of belonging for you um, as you are for me. A thousand percent. You know, I have to, I just want to say something about that. because I am a natural giver and because I want to be of service, I have noticed in my life it's, it is a challenge for me to let other people uh, be of service to me. Yes. And that's, I think that, that's just a fact. And so having this kind of connection, yeah, I buzz right, off, right after we chat. And this is giving me something too. It's the like-mindedness, but it's also holding space for me, just as I hold space for, you know, 800 people all day, yeah. you hold space for your clients. And so it's a real gift to have this. It's, 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 it's a great point you make. And maybe just for the listeners again, that what, what is it that you find hard to, you love to, to, to give, you're a, you're a giver of, of um, you know, joy and all those sorts of things and your heart. Um, why do you think it is that it's harder for you to receive that back? Oh my gosh, that's a, that's a question for the therapists of the world. Uh, <laughs> um, I I don't know the answer to that. I think I could I can easily say that I've conditioned myself to be a provider. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Um, that's cool. And look, I think the reason yeah. I that, that that is a that is a challenging question. I think for the benefit of the listeners is just for them to think if they have those moments, just to stop and reflect. I'm a bit the same as you. I I love to give so much, but I'm like, no, 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 nothing for me. I'm cool. Um, yeah. But at times we need to accept what's get getting given back to us in order for us to continue to give. Is I guess the but, point I'd love to make. Yeah. Let's turn our focus to organisational life now because we can turn up individually with our purpose. You, you have 800 people that you care for every day and there's obviously teams and departments and then there's the bigger um, Vayner Media organisation, a global organisation. Um, why is it important that teams and organisations are really clear on purpose? I actually don't think you can get to good creative work without it. And I work in the creative industry. Yeah. Um, I, I think that 
without connecting a connection and the trust and the feeling, the empathy that, that one feels for another, that teams feel with other teams, the collaboration. I think it's really, I think it's really lonely. I think yeah. it's really can be a real deficit on a, in a team's uh, ecosystem and their world to not be rooted to something and to just be wandering around, you know, it's one thing to throw spaghetti on a wall and see if the idea sticks. <laughs> if you're rooted in a team and you're like, yes, that's what we're going to do today. But if you're not, it's lonely. It's lonely. And I, I've seen that my whole life in, uh, in companies that I've worked in. My take around purpose is the, what the purpose does is binds us as the human beings. Is it connects us at a human level. And then we can go and do amazingly creative Technical work, which is, I'm going to say technical work is really important, but I've seen so many groups doing reasonably good technical work with no connection, no belonging, no purpose outside of themselves serving themselves. And that's not a sustainable model. In fact, I think that's a lot of the problem in the, in the corporate world today and even in society today is that we, there's not something that's deeply rooting us together to go and do things that, that have meaning for us. Yeah, and I do think that there is, you mentioned social, social isolation. I think there's social media isolation as well, and we're all using it. That's how you and I found one another. And I think that we need to, we really need to understand that this is not my friend. It's not my friend. <laughs> yeah you're my you're my friend yes you're a human being this is a way to connect but by no means is this going to make me feel great might might give me a dopamine hit you it know here and there when me, i it gives me a dopamine hit i'm you know cut mine here as well and i'm like wow you know this is my <laughs> to the world in fact when i went out to run my own business that was my connection to the world because i moved from a business of thirty thousand people into a business of one and the first thing i felt was a real um, lack of belonging, and and luckily I had that there to keep me connected and like people liking things, me liking things. So it served its purpose. But there's nothing like what we're doing now, looking at each other on a screen. And I'm then going to elevate that to say there's nothing better than one day when we're actually going to be standing in the same room together. Let's talk about your tips and tools. Maybe one or two things to leave the listeners with around how do you do this purpose work? How do you make it stick for yourself? What would you suggest? Maybe one or two things. Well, I think the first thing is to figure out, if you don't know what your purpose is, to figure out ways to cultivate your purpose. And, the, you know, it's very simple, but I think you, you know what is bringing you the most joy in life. And I'm not talking about this. Yeah. Whether or not it is in, in those moments where you know you are, you are free, you feel very liberated. You are free. You are also very confident and, assure, and sure of yourself. Not in an ego way, just sure of yourself. Um, you can walk your walk, not just talk it. You're not full of BS. And, um, and those things that, you know, I go back to like when, my, when I get the goosebumps on my arms. So we all know what those things are. We just, you know, how often are we present to those things? Yeah. And... I'm not, so when I go, when I go snowboarding, I get that feeling. I am free and I feel alive and I, you know, but snowboarding is not my career. I'm not a professional snowboarder, but I have a very similar feeling when I am with one-on-one -on -one or I'm with a group of people, seeing them expand, 
seeing them absolutely get that aha moment. That's the same feeling I get when I'm snowboarding. I just have had to, I've had to correlate that. It's the same. I am the same joyful person. So perhaps being able, to, being able to stay present in that moment when it happens and just, to, I'm going to say to feel that. Yeah. Sounds like it's really important to you. It's, it's massively important to feel it. And, and I think how often in life are we present to, oh my God, that's it. Eureka, yeah. like that's it. I'm going to make a career on that. Yeah. Or I know I'm in the right place because I want to come back to work every single day and do this. Yeah. The interesting thing with that is when I um, think about it myself is the stop and reflect piece is so important. It's just to stop and go, okay, so am I living my purpose? Those four words, making every human belong. What have I done today that maybe in a moment I didn't live that? So I think the first thing for me is stop and reflect. The next one is authenticity. You talked about walking your talk and no BS. That's, it has to be that. I can't turn up as this is the mark that talks to Claude and then there's a different mark that walks out of this room and then there's another one who turns up today. I'm going down to do, spend some time with my son today. The, the mark that turns up is the mark that lives the purpose of belonging. And then the last one for me is don't treat purpose as a competition because, right. you know, when I work with my clients and they say, what's your purpose? And we, we'll, we'll do some workshopping and they're like, They'll say to me, I'm not sure if this is right, and I'll go, stop there. It's not about whether it's right in the eyes of others. It's not about whether your purpose is bolder, braver, better than someone else's. It's your purpose, so don't turn it into a – it's not a KPI. Purpose isn't a KPI. Don't turn it into a competition. It is. I I love that you've said that. I love that you said that. And if you're around the naysayers, like, you know what, maybe don't be around them so much. Yeah. For me to create belonging and feel like I'm helping others to belong, sometimes I've actually got to let some people go because that's not useful for me to stay on purpose and it's not useful yeah. for those people. And if you talk organisations and teams, it's not useful for those people to be there and perhaps they need to maybe move on. And, you know, watching some of Gary's work around, you know, quit your job and go and find your purpose. Well. Maybe even some of those people need to do that because everyone has <laughs> They just don't quite get yeah. that. Let's finish up with maybe some of your thoughts around what have you read? What, what have you watched? Any books or any sort of TED talks or anything like that? That Even some of your own stuff that you've been doing, which I've been following, which is amazing, that you might share with the um, listeners now that they could go and reference to help them to land on purpose. Yeah. So actually, there's a podcast that I really, really like, and it is called Bring Your Whole Self to Work, which is something I I say quite a bit. Obviously, Gary is a huge inspiration to me. Krista Tippett, her podcast is called On Being, B-E-I-N-G. Yes. She is so freaking soulful, and she has people on that podcasts that really speak to me in a very, in a deep way, because they, they're talking about the human spirit and the human condition and the human condition is messy. Yes. Yeah. It is also very joyful, but you know, it's a life, a life on life's terms. So those are, um, those are three people that I really enjoy listening to. Uh, and I go back time and time and time again to Marianne Williamson, um, and she has a book that she wrote maybe 25 years ago called Return to Love. So uh, th- those are the things that, that keep me grounded and I have close by all the time. 
Fantastic. So um, thanks for sharing that. Just from my perspective, look, I've been hugely influenced by um, a fellow in Australia by the name of Andrew O'Keefe, who has a book called Hardwired Humans. And it really goes into the hard wiring and these sort of nine instincts that we have. And it helped me to make sense, particularly around why I was doing what I was doing. Because in a corporate environment, I was acting differently to most managers and I couldn't understand why it wasn't being accepted. And it was a lot to do with the fact that I didn't understand the hard wiring in human beings. So Andrew would be one. Look, significantly, um, I'm a bit of a man crush on Simon Sinek. There's no doubt about that. Um, You know, I used his, when I first saw his The Golden Circles, uh, Start With Why, Leaders Eat Last. Um, You know, I just think that 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 is a very, very simple message, but such a powerful message that we don't, not enough people know why they do what they do. Yep. Really cool. And the other one for me is a lady by the name of Margaret Heffernan. This whole idea of when you're thinking about purpose in your team, it would be a great one to watch Margaret's TED talk about what she talks about of building social capital and purpose is so important. So that'd be three for me that uh, I think would be worth following up with the with our listeners. Um, hey, that's great. This is a wrap for us. I think um, yeah. I'm so excited about. Um, episode number one. I hope that our listeners have, have got some benefit out of this and maybe just another pearl of wisdom from you before we uh, finish up. Anything else you'd like to add? Keep on keeping on. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, uh, honestly, um, I think that we get very discouraged when things aren't perfect in our life. And what I can say is, is literally one foot in front of the other. And if all you do in one day is move one foot, fine, good. Fantastic. Yeah. Thank you very much, Claude. I'm looking forward to um, getting together again at some stage and just talking about, you know, things that happen across the hemispheres, which are very much related to humans. So thank you for your time. Thank you, Mark. Bye, everyone. Thank you. Goodbye. Hey there, it's Mark here again. Hope you enjoyed our first episode of Humans Across Hemispheres as much as Claude and I enjoyed putting it together for you. If you liked it, why not rate it five stars? And if you loved it, share it with your friends and perhaps subscribe to iTunes for upcoming episodes. We can't wait to bring you episode two, but in the meantime, across hemispheres, let's be human. Bye for now.